Jared with Metal Speak. I'm actually uh, on Skype with Nilo Savanin with Insomnium. How you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. Good. So you guys uh, have a new coming new album coming out here in the next couple of weeks called uh, One for Sorrow. How uh, how's, how's that? How's it looking? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's looking very good. Yeah. I think uh, we all think that the album is very good. And the label seems to be very happy with it. And so far, all the journalists, all the re- reviews that I know, everybody seems to be really, really happy with the album. So, of course, we're really excited to see what happens now. Good. Yeah, I'm uh, very excited to hear that. The first couple of tracks I've heard have been really good. I'm actually a, a huge fan of you guys. So, really, really uh, very excited to hear it. Um, what would you say is different about this album compared to uh, like your previous work? Well, I think the most notable change, of course, is that now Peter Freeman is singing all the clean parts, and so we don't need we don't use any guest vocalists now, any outside vocalists, but we are doing it all ourselves. And um, with the last album, it was kind of first experiment with the clean vocals. Mm-hmm. And now we had a much better understanding of how to incorporate those to our songs. Uh, so I think we managed to do, to do that much better. And uh, and we have them in, in five songs now. Okay. Five out of, out of ten. So I think, of course, that's maybe the biggest change here. Yeah, because it seemed like you guys were maybe kind of dipping your toe in the water with the clean vocals on the last one. And... Uh seems a little more prevalent on the uh at least on the tracks that I heard what uh what prompted that shift or what what prompted you to start uh experimenting with the clean vocals or introducing that uh well it was something that right from the beginning beginning we thought that we would like to try and uh, maybe we were just so lazy that it only happened with with the last album across the dark and uh then when Wille Freeman, he had to sing all this stuff live, that on, on the album we had a guest vocalist doing it, so, and Wille had to do it in live situations, so he found his inner rock star, and uh, he, like, got, uh, was encouraged by this, so he was, like, ready to try it also, to sing it in a studio. And, uh, like, when I f- first time heard this demo, demo versions of these new songs where he was singing, I was really surprised and really amazed that this sounds very good. We don't need any outside vocalists anymore. And, uh, but we don't have any grand plan or grand strategy behind this. It's just something we want to try. And I think it's, fits our music very well. It brings a new dimension to it. Yeah, it does. We have a lot of uh, strong contrasts. We have really heavy parts and then really easy acoustic parts. So I think it's only natural that we we have a lot of harsh, raw, rolling vocals that we can also have some of these easy, clean vocals. So I think it's only natural progression. Sure. Sure. Well, it sounds really good. I was actually uh, curious because I, I knew that I noticed the clean vocals didn't really sound like they did in the last one. So, 
was that? Did did uh, did he go through any kind of training, or he just kind of jumped into it? Well, he just well, of course, we toured a lot with the last album, and he had to sing it all live. So, mm-hmm. like that was the best possible training for him. So, so kind of a trial by fire. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because it's not that easy to go go up there on stage and sing those clean parts. I I know that Ville was really nervous in the start, but little by little he got better and better. And then of course he practiced home, and well that's how it went. And I'm sure there's room for improvement. He will get better in the future for sure. But we are all really happy with how the vocals sound on the new album. So I think it's very good. Well, good, good. Looking forward to hearing the rest of it. I've only heard a couple of tracks, but uh, okay, really, uh, really looking forward to it. Um, let's talk about songwriting for a second. I mean, is there like a principal songwriter in the group, or does do all of you guys kind of collaborate? How does it how does it come together? Well, Ville and me are the ones who are doing all the songs, and for this album, I think yeah, Ville did most of the songs, and I I did the rest. And same thing with the lyrics, we are splitting it up. Uh, but then the whole band is uh, together making the arrangements. So there everyone can say what they think about. And uh, if there's one riff or one melody that someone doesn't like, then we just discard it. So at that point, we are a pretty democratic band. But uh, like the ones who make the music, it's Ville and me. Oh, okay. So let me let me ask you something because this is something that just keeps occurring. Uh, you know, when you you mentioned you know finding riffs that uh, that you don't like and kind of you know tossing them off to the side. Um, I, I mean, I don't know how you guys do it, but you guys write some just epic epic riffs. Um, I mean, your leads are. I mean, everything just it just kind of flows together, and it just. I mean, some of the music just soars. I mean, how do you guys how do you guys kind of decide on what you want to keep and 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 you know how do you, what what gets you to that point? Because I just there uh, just the the leads and stuff you guys play just for me. I just I, <laughs> I can't I can't. It's like, I just sometimes sometimes I have a hard time getting my head around like how many you know how one band can just consistently turn out you know that so much just utterly tasty riffage. I mean, where does that? How do you guys get to that point? Well, we do a lot of work and. There are four tough critics in the band, and the toughest part is always to introduce your new riffs to the other guys, right. because you you know that the, it can be really harsh feedback, and no matter how much you like your own riffs, but it can still be that they don't like them at all. Uh, so this method is it can be frustrating, but in the end, the outcome will be really good because. It's something that we all approve. We all think that, okay, these riffs are really good. These are worthy to be recorded. So it's just hard work and arranging it together, thinking about it together. And, of course, we've been doing this for like 14 years now. So I hope we've been getting better and better all the time. So we're more more efficient uh, as songwriters. Uh, we have a better understanding of how to arrange songs so that they they are interesting all the time, and uh, so it's just hard work. And 
I don't know. Well, maybe we have some talent, uh, or I think we have a pretty good like sense of, of melody uh, that maybe not every band has. I don't want to like blow my own horn here, but <laughs> but but, uh, but I think uh, we are pretty good at making making melodies and uh, and also like uh, the standard that we have set is so high that uh, already when I'm writing riffs here home recording them and, and putting them on my computer like maybe I don't know one out of five is so good that I will introduce it to other guys mm. so it's it's just hard work and and yeah basically that. well you certainly get the job done I uh as I, uh, I think I discovered you guys about four years ago, and uh, I think I count Last Statement as one of my favorite songs of all time. Like, it's just, there's so much going on there. I mean, where do you guys, like, where do you guys kind of uh, pull your inspiration from when you're, you know, either lyrically or musically? I mean, what, what kind of influences you or drives you to do this style of music? Well, originally, when we started the band, uh, we were influenced by... Mostly the Finnish and Swedish bands, death metal bands like, uh, let's say, Amorphis, In Flames, Dark Tranquility, that were like on top of their form in the, in the late 90s. Mm-hmm. And uh, but nowadays it's pretty hard to say anymore because, uh, like, I think we've evolved our style, and I think each album has been a bit different than the previous one. And if you compare the first album and the new one, I think it's it's obvious that we've moved a lot sure. to some direction, at least. So uh, at this point, it's pretty hard to say that what are our influences now when we made the new album or or when we are starting to make the, the next one. Sure. So I can only say that it's all the music that, that you listen, and there, there's always something that you can absorb. And something you can use in your own own work in your own music. Sure. So where do you? I mean, where do you find inspiration? Like when you go to write a song, or do, what? What kind of drives you lyrically? Lyrically, well, I try to read a lot of poetry, especially in English, of course, because we don't speak English as a as a native tongue. Sure. So if we want to write. Lyrics that also Americans or English guys would find interesting, then you you have to study the topic a bit and uh, try to improve your skills. So I read a lot of poetry, literature in general, and uh, what I like to do is that I take some classic poem that I think fits our style, and then I will arrange it to an insomnium song. Oh, okay. Uh, so that's what I pretty often do. Who would uh, who would you cite as some of your favorite authors or some of your favorite poets? Uh, well, for this album, for example, a German poet Christian Morgenstern. Hmm. Uh, there's a, the song called "Song of the Blackest Bird" on this album, which is inspired by by his poem. Oh, okay. 
which is uh, about this bird of death, which flies flies around the world, and everyone who hears the song will lose their will to live, and and so on. And oh, wow. actually, actually, pretty short poem, but it has a really nice dark feeling in it. Uh, it was something that immediately when I when I read it, I thought that this is something that it could be used with insomnium, that the mood here, the atmosphere is exactly what we want to do with our music. Sure. So that's one, one example. And then some Finnish, Finnish poets also have inspired this album. So those are some, some examples here. That's cool. So is it, um, you mentioned reading a lot of literature and poetry to, you know, kind of line up, line it up with, with the, uh, you know, going from, from Finnish to English. So, I mean, are these poems written in English or do you translate them and then rework them to your liking or how does that, how does that go? Well, of course, with these Finnish poems, they are, of course, in Finnish and then right. I, and not only transla- uh, translate them, but I have to really like rearrange them totally. Sure. So like there is this, it just gives you this kind of loose frame and then you will start to operate. You have to like rewrite it again and usually you have to add some stuff there to, that you have enough lines that you, because you need kind of a lot of stuff to fill the whole song, especially if it's seven and a half minute song. Right. So it's not that simple that I would just translate it. It's, it's actually much more, but I, so I can say that this this and that poem was an inspiration for this, right? For these lyrics, but it's yeah. not a translation as such. Yeah, and I wasn't trying to imply. I was just trying to trying to no, no. try to get a feel yeah, yeah. for the for the process there. So yeah. Um. So what do you? I mean, what do you guys have? Uh, the album comes out in a couple of weeks here. What do you guys have going the rest of the year? Uh, we have a European tour coming in November. It's only for two weeks now. Uh, another one next year. And then, of course, we, and well, the plan is to come to USA next fr- spring. Oh, okay. So we all hope that that would work. Do you guys have an idea on, uh, what the tour package is going to look like, or have you not gotten that far yet? Not, not that far. Okay. It can be that it's Kind of finish, finish metal package, or or then it can be something else. So it's yeah. hard to say it. You guys, if I could offer a suggestion, if you guys could bring over uh, Ghost Brigade and Omnium Gatherum, that would be an awesome package. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that would be awesome package, and they, those bands are both they are good friends, so we know it would be really really fun tour, uh, a great great package to do together. So. So why not? I, it would be really good. <laughs> Write it down. Write it down. Make it happen. I'd be I'd be beside yeah. myself. Um, so you guys, because you guys haven't been uh, been to the states since what 07? when you were out here with Catatonia and Swallow the Sun. Yeah, that's the only time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's the only time you've been over here. Okay. What would you say is uh, like the principal difference between touring uh, Europe and touring the states? Well, coming to the states is so much more expensive. So that's basically the reason that we can't come there every year. Uh, so you you have to pay the flights and you have to pay the visas and all that stuff. 
it's just expensive. But if you think about just the touring, well, of course, from our perspective, it's more exotic to come to USA. Uh, you feel that you are really far away from home. And that's uh, really, you have such a huge country there. Also, if you think about Canada also, there's so much different kind of places to see that it was really, really interesting. And it felt more like a, like a holiday than, than just like a normal tour in Europe. So, sure. But if, yeah, I don't know, are there any great dif- differences in the crowd? Uh, I think we had really, really great audiences in USA. And also when we talked with people after the show, I think, well, the big difference to Finland is that in USA, people are not so drunk. So you can actually have an intelligent conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's also, well, that was really nice. So I think it was one of the best tours we've done. So definitely we, we want to come back there. Yeah, yeah. It'd be, good to, it'd be good to see you guys, especially with the new material. Yeah. So uh, yeah. we are all really excited to to play the new, new songs live. I'm, I'm really sure that they're going to work really well live, so let's hope we can do this tour. Yeah. Definitely. Well, just, you know, just for the, for the sake of our uh, listeners, uh, we'll, we'll splice this into our podcast. I mean, anybody who hasn't heard your music before, I mean, what, what would you say to somebody who hasn't heard your music before, but you'd want, you'd want them to check it out? Like, how would you describe it, or how would you, how would you get them to listen? Well, 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 well. It's really, <laughs> really... Sad and sorrowful music with a lot of strong, st- strong contrast. We have really heavy and uh, raw parts, really brutal stuff, and then we have some really easy, mellow acoustic parts, and then everything in between. So, 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 if you hear just one Insomnium song, you can't say that, okay, I know this kind of band, oh, it's that kind of music. But you have to listen to the whole album. There's so much stuff on one album that not any one song can like make make justice to the whole album and to the to it all. So I don't know what would be the keywords here, like sorrowful and <laughs> atmospheric and uh, and well variety or diversity. I think are, are some of those things that we we try to achieve. I'd say that's fair. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so one more one more question. This is just kind of a question that we uh, would like to ask a lot of bands. Like, um, if you could put together like any kind of group, like any of group of musicians, living or dead, um, to just play like one concert with or just to jam with. Who would you Who would you pick to play with? Like, would I be in that band? Yeah, you'd be in the band. So you'd be, let's say you're on bass. So who would you have on guitar, drums, vocals? Let's see. Uh, uh, maybe in the drums, I would have my good friend Kai Hasko, who plays in Swallow the Sun and Wichesan. Oh, okay. Maybe the best drummer in Finland. And, uh, okay, I'm going to pick my friends here. So <laughs> the other guitar... I would choose 
Marcus Vanhala from Omnium Gatherum, maybe the best guitarist in Finland. And the other guitarist could be, well, Jimi Hendrix. We get that a lot. We get that a lot. Yep, we get that a lot. (laughs) And if I could choose someone to sing the clean vocals, it would be Freddie Mercury from Queen. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, he had such an amazing voice. It's some oh, yeah. unbelievable voice. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, that's great answers. Those great answers. Yeah, we get we get the Hendrix thing a lot. <laughs> For sure. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, it's the the two names that seem to pop up when we uh, when we ask that question is Hendrix on guitar and uh, George Colias from Nile on drums. He's he's popped up. Well, yeah. Well, so. Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, I don't want to take up any more of your time, but definitely uh, appreciate you taking the time to speak with me today. And uh, best of luck with the album release, and uh, we'll hope to see you guys here on the side of the pond here soon. Thank you very much for the interview, and when we come to USA, I hope all the metal fans will come to see the shows. Yeah, we'll be there. <laughs> okay. That's We're done. All right. Thanks, Neil. Have a good day. Okay. okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.